Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Saw series is back for the 10th time. And you know, I really hate what this franchise has done for trust issues. Because it used to be that if a creepy voice asked me if I wanted to play a game in a dark room, you'd just say yes. That's how I learned hopscotch. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle, and this is my review of Saw X, Saw 10. I'm going to call it Saw X because I really think that Jason X set the precedent as far as 10th horror movies. This installation is from Kevin Grutert returning to direct after directing Saw 6 and Saw 3D, and also serving as the editor for the first five Saw films. Josh Stolberg and Pete Goldfinger, who wrote Jigsaw and Spiral, the last two Saw movies, return as screenwriters. I didn't particularly like either of the last two Saw films, I didn't really like them at all, but this one is a lot better than the last couple, and it's mainly because they're smartly leaning back into what they know works. Simple, gruesome traps that are executed by Tobin Bell playing Jigsaw. That's right, Tobin Bell is back, but don't worry, there's no zombies or reanimating the dead, although that wouldn't be too far out there for this franchise. No, the chronology is being messed with once again because this movie supposedly takes place several weeks after the first Saw movie, which means that chronologically, the eighth Saw film is basically the first Saw film, the first Saw film is the second Saw film, and the tenth Saw film is the third Saw film. Man, the chronology in this series comes at you fast and furious. After his brain cancer diagnosis, John Kramer seeks a miracle cure in Mexico that turns out to be a scam, so he rounds up everybody involved to attach them to his trademark traps and teaches them a lesson in morals and what the will to live really looks like. There's this thing there that says, play me, I'm not gonna touch that thing. Ah! Ah, fine, fine. John Kramer's always been kind of an interesting killer because he exists in sort of this, at least to him, moral gray area where he is hurting his victims and able to help them, to help them realize what they're missing in their lives or to become their best selves. But even given that in this movie, because the people that are in these traps have all done something that is demonstrably bad, you're kind of rooting for them to escape just that much less. This 10th Saw film is the one where it's easiest to root for Jigsaw and the traps and not the people in them. I haven't seen all of the Saw films, but I've seen the bulk of them, and actually one of the reasons that I stopped watching around the, I don't know, fourth or fifth movie, is because the traps got so elaborate. It was almost beyond the point of parody, largely because it seemed like they couldn't figure out how to do the simple traps anymore. They felt this need for escalation. Setting this movie early in the Saw chronology allows the franchise to get back to basics, which makes the traps more effective than they've actually been in the last several movies. There are no lasers or multi-step Rube Goldberg death traps. Instead, it gives way to good old-fashioned blades and wires and blood and bones. You know going into this movie that this is largely a body horror franchise, but I was still cringing watching a lot of these scenes, which is the intention. So, you know, mission accomplished. Tobin Bell hasn't lost a step since his last turn as John Kramer. He's a bit older, but Kramer is also in a state of physical decline, so that excuses any aging 
on Bell's part. The performance is still there, and that's what matters. A few other familiar faces pop up in the movie as well that the trailers have spoiled, but which I won't. I will say that a familiarity with the franchise, or at least with the main characters involved in the first several films, is recommended. It's not required, but I think you're going to get the full impact of this film if you know the backstory and the mythology behind the series. As is custom with Saw movies, which are generally made cheap in order to produce big profits, the cast isn't stacked with too many familiar faces. The biggest standout is Sinove Makoti Lund, who just wrapped up a run on Ragnarok as the scheming doctor who finds herself paying for defrauding the world's most elaborate serial killer. Most of the rest of the cast is literal meat for the grinder anyway, but I will say that they perform their roles adequately. The Traps are the real stars, all of them giving victims a chance to live if they can summon the willpower power to mutilate themselves in some horrible way. The most effective trap for me was a very simple one that just involved a basic saw, some razor wire, and a countdown clock, and it's a good reminder that you don't need all the bells and whistles for these things to work. I was watching through my fingers, even though this was probably the simplest trap in the movie, and it's good to know that somebody involved realized that you don't have to go over the top in order to be effective. The Traps and Tobin Bell are one reason why Saw X feels like an early Saw movie. There are a couple of other key reasons. The first is the cinematography from Nick Matthews, who recaptures that early 2000s grime that we remember so well, as well as the editing from director Kevin Grutert pulling double duty. Apart from the natural physical differences in the cast because of the passage of time, you could drop this movie right into the chronology from the earlier Saw movies, and they would fit right in. It really is a good job of replicating the original feel of the films. The biggest downfall of almost all of the Saw movies is that they generally tend to expend all of their creative energy with getting people into the traps and then setting the traps off, and it is a struggle to figure out how to make the rest of the movie interesting or even how to come up with some sort of an ending. Saw X succeeds more than many movies in the franchise in that respect. The first half hour is actually a pretty sober medical drama as Kramer seeks his cancer cure and journeys to Mexico. The traditional Saw elements don't really kick in until well into the movie absent one early classic Saw gag. But the movie does sort of fall apart as we near the end. First of all, Saw X is close to two hours, and it absolutely does not need to be. This movie could easily have been a tight 90. They try to throw in some extra twists as we go along that really aren't necessary to begin with and just kind of prolong the running time. The traps are also mostly interesting, but don't always have the biggest climactic oomph, and the ending feels like an anticlimax. Tobin Bell, the aesthetics, and the early traps generate enough goodwill for this movie to coast to the end, but I really feel like with a little more tweaking that Saw X could have competed with the other standout Saw films, and there's not a whole lot of them, but there are a few for the title of the best movie in the franchise. It's just a little too complex, a little too complicated, and a little too long. Still, it avoids the excesses and logical gaps of the worst movies in the franchise, and for that, I will give it a solid It's Fine rating on my personal scale, almost inching up to It's Good territory. As for the violence, brutality, and mutilation I feel like the previous nine Saw films are enough of a disclaimer. However, just so you know, yes, this is a very gross and gory franchise, and it's not for everybody. Body horror, particularly, is a very specific subset of the horror genre, and you should probably know going in that if that stuff makes you squeamish or you're offended by it in any way, this is not the movie for you. Also, one quick note, there is a mid credit scene 
that addresses a plot point that I actually thought as the credits rolled was a loose end. So be sure that you hang around for an extra couple of minutes because it is actually worth it and does address something that you might even have forgotten about that comes up earlier in the film. So those are my thoughts on Saw X. Certainly not a waste, but not as good as the early part of the film seems to promise. What do you think? Are you going to be locking yourself in with Jigsaw once more? Let me know down in the comments below and stay tuned right here on the channel for more movie reviews, box office, and more. Until next time, stay safe and I'll see you then. Bye.